Yo, 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 yo. Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan when nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we'll be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, for those who are new to this show, one of the goals of Real Talk with Rajan is to shine a light on the great things that are happening right here in the low country. And tonight is no difference, no there's no, there's no, there's no questions asked about it. The young man on the other side of this line tonight is definitely known for his work in the community. He's my friend. He's uh, the, the state director of Blexit. He's the, the uh, executive director of the Community Resource Center of North Charleston. He is Mr. Shakim Amin Aket. Thank you for joining me, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. Um, first of all, I just want to start out by um just asking you know you to introduce yourself to the people in the audience who may not know who you are. Well, man, my name is Shaquem Amin Aket. You know, man, most of y'all know me. I've been representing in the city of North Charleston forever, man, all of my life. Um, man, I came up, you know, just a regular, regular young brother in the street, man, trying to find guidance. Uh, ended up in the penitentiary, did some wrong things. Uh, came out, turned my life around, got back in the community, educated myself, started doing things for my people, you know, finding ways to create opportunities for my people, myself, started thinking about ways to create generational wealth. Uh, I feel like I'm successful. I feel like I'm doing what I actually want to be doing. I feel like I'm in my element. You know, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, and my goal right now is to produce results. Now, I got a lot of projects we're working on now. Um, Definitely, man. And uh, we got some good things in the pipeline, man. And I know a lot of people are going to be excited. I love working with different nonprofit organizations. I love working with, you know, people in the community uh, doing certain initiatives. And, man, we're ready to take off, bro. 2020, it's going to be a good year. Started off kind of rough, but uh, we're going to go out with a bang. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, for those who don't know, um, Shakim is the uh, executive director of the Community Resource Center of North Charleston. So I want to start right there just by commending you guys on the work that you're doing. Um, for those who don't know about the work that you guys have been doing in, uh, in North Charleston, please uh, give a little give a little information about that. Right. So right now, man, with the Community Resource Center of North Charleston, man, me and Lewis Smith, man, we, we do a lot of stuff. So uh, right now, we've been kind of limited in what we can do, right, because of the coronavirus scare and you know, everybody's kind of going back and forth, but uh, we got an after school program, right? Um, just got a computer lab built, uh, ex you know, exceptional. Uh, I thank Colleen Condon. Uh, she really did put a foot in it and really helped, uh, stepped up. Uh, we got some good computers. We're going to be helping out. I want to eventually turn that into a full-time private school. I want it to be a full-time private school where children yeah, can man. come in and be taught by the best educated. We're going to see how it works. Um, I know uh, teachers like you, Rajon, you have a good insight on what we could do. I think we could do something very phenomenal, something that has never been done, done before we put it together. Community Resource Center consists of two parts. We have uh, social, the social service aspect, you know, where, you know, what I, we got the Just for Success program. Uh, I work with 
uh, Austin Wilkes Society, the Federal Halfway House on the corner of Meeting Street and Reynolds Avenue. Young brothers and sisters, especially brothers like me, who came out of prison. You know, you might have been working out, you know, losing a little weight. You can't fit the same clothes that you had before you got in. So, you know, we get we 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 let him look good. Uh the the director he calls me, hey Shaquem, you know, what do you have? The guys call me, give him all kind of clothes, man. We got brand new clothes, brand new suits, uh, shoes, everything, everything they need, just coming home. Uh we let them we 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 hook them up. That's why we call it just for success. Um of course we got a diaper bank. You know, the young women out there, man, a lot of times, you know, young women struggle. You know, sometimes us as fathers, we don't take care of our business. We leave a young woman out there by themselves. So they need diapers and formula, man. Like I, I got, I got, I got, I, I got three, I got, I, I got three children, man, that were just in diapers and daycare. So I know from a father how hard it is. You know, if, if you don't make as much money as you know the average person does, it's hard to take care of them children, man. Especially if you're a single mother. So we step in. And do what we can to assist those in trying to, you know, make it day to day, man. You know, it's, it's, it's a hand up. You know, it ain't yeah. necessarily hand out. Um, then we got the food bank. That's our big project, man. That's really been booming right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we get our fresh fruits and vegetables from the Low Country Food Bank, uh, the largest food bank right here in the state, the most reputable food bank in the state. Mm -hmm. um, we get. Uh, a ton. We've been getting tons and tons of food right now, serving three thousand people. You know, wow. a week. It's 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 just been astronomical, especially with the job loss and the way how the economy is is working right now. Um, but uh, we've been able to step in where the government has not stepped in. Man, we've been working with a lot of people. Man, we've been working real heavy. North Charleston Police Department. Shout out to Reggie Burgess. You know, Reggie Burgess, man. You know, as soon as I picked up the phone and called him, I said, Chief. This is what we need. Reggie Burgess was there. Assistant Police Chief Greg Gomes, man, the man has been awesome. You know, I mean, I, I can't thank him enough. North Charleston Police Department, they have been on it, and they really helped us out. They help us out. Uh, Sheriff Al Cannon, like I said, I call Al Cannon because we couldn't, I mean, delivering 15 tons of food, that's no small task. You, right. know, you just can't pick up, yeah, you just can't pick up a pickup truck with a trailer and go get 15 <laughs> tons of food. Right. You, right, you, right. you, you can't, yeah, you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You need a big refrigerated truck. You know, yeah. you need big, you know, 50 foot trailers to get the stuff. So, you know, it's beyond our capacity. Nevertheless, we had uh, a sheriff department. It came in man. we've been working with city councilman Jerome Haywood, city councilman Mike Brown. Man, it's, it's just so many people that we've been working with getting out this food and trying to make sure that the people have. I love that, man. I love that. I love one. I love the passion that you put behind your work, you know, as a Word. friend of mine. And I want to keep saying as a friend of mine, Word. I know, Word. I know Word. the amount of, um, amount of hard work that you put into this. I know that, you know, at, at the center, you don't even draw a paycheck. You do this hundred percent as a volunteer, correct? hundred percent. hundred percent. So with that being said, um, how did the community resource center in North Charleston even become a, a, a an entity? Well, you know, man, Teddy Pryor, county councilman, man, good brother, you know, man, he, we all were sitting down and uh, me, him, Lewis, man, Tory Fields, and we was at, uh, uh, we was renting a location from Pastor Goss at Destiny on Azalea, mm -hmm. and we were just, we, we were getting too big for that 
location. Shout out to Pastor Goss. We appreciate everything you did. But we kind of outgrew that location because we were, you know, bringing a lot of people in and we were growing. So, you know, we got with Teddy Pryor and uh, we got together and put a master plan and we got us a bigger building. You know, that bigger building allowed us to, you know, hold events, uh, be able to work with uh, other nonprofit organizations. We got our offices, man. We do anything you can imagine. That's what we do. So as as our vision expanded and as our work expanded, the location and the you know the business needed to expand. Absolutely. So th that's how we ended up getting in that building and uh, growing the community resource center in North Charleston. That's dope, man. That's dope. And I just want to say, you know, just your reaction and the reaction to the um, COVID epidemic. Um, what have you guys been Ooh. doing to try to, um, to to try to curtail some of the the hardships that have been experienced by man. people with this virus? Man, it's been crazy, right? It's been crazy. Uh, one of the things, so luckily, right, since we were already doing what we do, just kind of getting into, uh, just kind of helping out in the community is something that we've always done. So it, it wasn't, we didn't have to forge a new path because we just, we just continued to do what we always been doing, but yeah. we had to turn up the heat, you know, and we had to step our game up. Prime example. I know we caught a lot of flack last week. Um, because the large crowds and, you know, a lot of people was gathered around and our volunteers got kind of overwhelmed. And what I was trying to explain to people is that, you know, we normally open our doors and we get three, two, three hundred and fifty people, you know, a week. Yep. You turn around and you open your doors one day and you got fifteen hundred people. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. You know, we had to really sit down and, you know, map out. And then not only 1,500 people in general, you got to space these people apart. You know, people are frustrated. People are hot. People don't want to listen to what you're saying. You know, you're running out of food. You got people that get a little attitude sometimes. So it, it, it really, it really kind of changed uh, uh, the way how we operated. And we saw that, you know, we had some areas of opportunities. So mm -hmm. we kind of got went back to the lab and said, you know what, let's tweak here, there, whatever. But we've been, a, a lot of people have been stepping up to the plate. Let me tell you something like this, right? A lot of people, you know, and it's not really a lot of people. You know, you got certain people who say, oh, man, you know, they working with Summy or, you know, they working with uh, Al Cannon and, you know, and they want to, you know, oh, man, these people, you know, they working with Elliot Summy and Republicans and, you know, a lot of people, they have, they, they have talked a lot of, you know, negative things. But I'm gonna tell you like this: when you when you expand, and you the more and more people that you influence, mm -hmm. the more and more you understand the big picture, right? Yeah. See, yeah. back in the day, it could have just been about Shaq Kim. Man, I don't want to work with this dude. Man, f that dude, f this dude, whatever. And okay, that's about as far as you're gonna grow. But when you begin to expand and you begin to grow and you start looking. On a larger scale, you got to understand this ain't about Shaquem. Right, right. This ain't right. about who I want to work with. This is about what the people need. So you got to understand, you got to put your petty differences. I put my differences aside with Keith Summy because at the end of the day, we're going to have to work. That man is the mayor. Absolutely. He's the mayor. Absolutely. But you, you, at the, you don't have to agree with everything, but at the end of the day, 
That's the mayor of the city. Absolutely. So if we do the work and we want to make a change on a large scale, guess what? You don't got to, we don't got to agree on everything, but there's certain things that we agree on and we're going to have to work because it's our tax dollars. It's our city. It's just as much my city as it is his city. Absolutely. So it's the thing is, yeah, it's just, right. So, you know, we got to, we got to go and, and, and take care of the people. You might not like Al Cannon. They might say, oh man, Al Cannon. Man, he's the sheriff. Oh, I don't like him, whatever. But at the end of the day, we got to make sure that Charleston County is covered. And I don't have the capacity, like I said, to go get 15 tons of food and distribute. You yeah. got to get help from city and government officials. Mm -hmm. So when you start really, really working on a larger scale, you got to say, you know what? This ain't about Shaquem. Absolutely. This ain't about yeah. This ain't about me. This ain't my show. How can we get resources to the community? And when I began to put the community first and say, you know what, bro, it ain't about me. It ain't about what I want to do, bro. I, I I started saying, you know what, you got to work with people. Sometimes you got disagreements with. You ain't got yeah. no choice. Yeah, you got no choice. Well, I love that, man. For those who don't know, I just want to put that out there because I know a lot of people in different cities may be watching um, or watching it on, on the replay. Uh, mayor Keith Summey is the mayor of the city of North Charleston in which, right. the, um, in which the Community Resource Center of North Charleston resides. Um, now, he actually uh, for, you know, he actually had a hand in making sure that, you know, those those services just to make correct me if I'm incorrect, um, that uh, that you guys had access to the building for the um, community resource yeah. center, correct? So, Most definitely. Yeah, so, Most what definitely. Saying, so what he's saying, and, and I, I definitely agree with what Shakim is saying in regards to we can't let our petty squabbles push the, the work, push the work Man. to the side. Um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the community. For those who, you know, who know me and know what I'm about, like I'm all about getting the work done. And Shakim is definitely one of those people whether or not you agree with his methods the man is definitely getting his getting right. the work done and speaking of getting the work done um when you speak about what when you when you think on the largest scale when you think about because you you started out as an activist you know you started right. out as an activist in the game what is the difference Curse some people out all kind of stuff right. so what's the difference <laughs> between shakim now and shakim back when shakim first got started but i got smarter i got smarter right trial and error experience I elevated my game. I elevated my thought process. See, back in the day, right? Like, it was more about, I mean, I went through a transformation. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 it, took me, it took me a while, and it took me to experience certain things in order for me to say, you know what, bruh, it's not about me. I got I to I gotta, I gotta look at the bigger picture. Prime example, right? Like, when I was in activism, screaming and yelling, you know, it sounded good. But at the end of the day, I didn't really get it. I didn't get anything done. You, you, you really, you really don't take this. Take this for example, right? Everybody said I started South Carolina RBG, okay, red, black, and green. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I started that. You know, nobody. I, I, I was, I was. I was flying, and I still do fly my red, black, and green flag. I, mm -hmm. I, that that represents us as a people. But see, the thing is, it was more of a symbol versus substance. Yeah. Okay. See, people just want to fly it as a as a as a, a, a fad 
and you know, so they could scream, you know, black power, you know, I'm black and I'm, you know, black this, black man, black this, black that. It's good to scream it, but are you really help? How are you really helping your people? Yeah, yeah. Do you have programs that you could teach the children how to read, write, understand math, history? Do you have a program where you know you can uh, uh, talk about affordable housing, help people get access to better health care? You know about the day to day things in life, like you 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 go in certain neighborhoods, the infrastructure might be bad. How can I help these people get a stop sign or a stoplight because their kids are getting hit or have to play in the middle of the street and they don't have a sidewalk? It's little things like that that uh, in our communities that we need. Mm -hmm. See, the talking and the, the, yeah, that sounds good. But at the end of the day, you're not getting nothing accomplished. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, and I'm going to be honest with you, you know, and, 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 and when we really had a lot of the red, black, and green movement going on, it's still there, you know. But it was it's, it's not as it's not as as loud as it was, as it was. It died off because people were just fighting each other. That's it. It was black on. It was verbal black on black crime. They say, man, I don't mess with the white man, but all you see all day is black people arguing with each other, fighting with each other. You know, cursing each other out, calling each other names, disrespecting people, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So at a certain point in time, I had to realize, you you know what? I can't stay on this level. I got to move up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got to move up. Yeah. I I can't stay with you fighting and arguing and and, and you beefing because you you fighting because the ancient Egyptians and 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 the ancient Nubians you trying to figure out which one of them came first, yeah, uh, which yeah. civilization in Africa came first, and you about to fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm. At the end of the day, it don't matter what African civilization came first, what are you doing? Mm. If you say you are the descendants of, uh, of the builders of the pyramid, what have you built today? Wow. That's something. What are you building? That's yeah. Something. That's something. That's something. Wow. So my mentality, I had, I had, I had, I had, I had to change up and say, you know what, bro, I got to build something. Yeah. See, putting in the work, see, putting in the work is where you separate the men from the boys. Right. Right. So you put, putting in the work. And and, and that's the thing, man. It's easy to bash somebody and talk trash, you know, and I done did it so many times and, you know, I done been, the target and I done put the target on people. Right. But at right. the end of the day, when you start wising them up, you say, man, you know what? Bro, I wasted a lot of time and foolishness and I could have been building something. Wow. Could have been building something. So that's, that's why right now my whole my whole thing is we got to build something. What are we gonna build? What are we gonna build in North Charleston? What are we, what are we gonna build in Somerville? What are we gonna build downtown? Like we got so much stuff, and I'm sorry I keep going on and on. Good, but yeah, oh yeah, word. Like, like another thing is this, right? Like all of this, of all of this, uh, 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 all of this real estate in the area. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna put our money together and, 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 and establish something to where you know we can have something to pass down for our children? How can we pass down generational wealth? 
instead mm. of generational poverty. Because mm. right now, when we die, we're passing down generational poverty. Yeah. My children are inheriting my bills after death. They got to pay off this. They got to pay off that. My children are in debt or our children are in debt when we die. So we passing down generational poverty. Mm -hmm. We should be passing down generational wealth. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's 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 a lot, man. Like, I mean, one, I can definitely tell, you know, I've known you for quite a few years now. I think at, at least at least three years now. Um, yeah, oh yeah. In fact, I mean, I've been your family since I've been little, yeah, a little yeah, boy like, now. Remember, you back remember back your grand, but your grandmama, bro. I, I, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Miss, jo shout out to Miss Joyce, man. But yeah, shout out. We go back, like, in fact, like knowing you, knowing you, I've known you for about three years. But we've literally known, we've been in the same places since like we were little, little. But I definitely, know, I can see the growth that has happened in you in the last few years, yeah. man. And 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 I, I've, I've watched it and. I'm going to say it again. You know, we're going to get to that other stuff. I don't agree with all your moves, but I definitely understand <laughs> the heart behind Burr. it. No, we'll get there. We'll Burr. get there. Trust me. I'm, I'm still yeah. rolling it. But, uh, but I definitely know the heart behind any move that you make. I know the heart behind any move that you make. So even when I, you know, I'm talking to, you know, somebody comes and say, hey, man, you see what Shaquem did? I'm like, I know the man. I know the heart behind the man. So I know if he's doing something, he's what he's doing, he believes is the right thing to do. To accomplish his mission so let's go to right. that those things that you're moving towards that are helping you to accomplish the missions so let's talk about blexit first of all explain blexit to people who don't know what blexit is my love blazer man blexit is a movement started by candace owens and brandon tatum it's the black exit out of the democratic party and one of the things that people don't understand right is man i talked to candace you know several times and her mind, her mind, you might not agree with what she does or what she says, but at the end of the day, there's some, there's something that, and I remember uh, she was saying about how we have to hold Democrats and Republicans accountable. We got to hold them accountable. Okay. The thing is, we know how to hold the Republicans accountable. We don't even trust them. They, they can't, they, they don't even, they don't even, we can hold them accountable in the blink of an eye, snap of a finger. I don't trust you. As soon, whenever we see them getting within six feet of our peripheral vision, we, oh, I don't want to touch you. Okay. You know, how can we take that same level of scrutiny and apply it to a Democrat, a libertarian, a, 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 a progressive? How can we take that same keen eye in which we see the faults of the right and take it and apply it to the left uh, and, and both sides. We got to we got to balance it out. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We got to balance it out. Um, so I believe in the world of politics, we need black people on both sides. Okay. We need, we need black people on both sides because a lot of times, to be honest with you, like me, I'm for the reason why I'm more conservative in my thought process is because a, I'm not a fan of big government. Mm -hmm. I don't like big government. I feel like the more government you have in your life, the greater the possibility for systemic racism and you know and and and, and, and discrimination and all of that. I feel like big government, you got to be careful because when government starts controlling your life, then you can end up in a bad situation. Yeah. Prime example, just say I want to go into real estate, but I got a marijuana charge 
and the government says I can't get a real estate license because I got a marijuana conviction mm -hmm. in 2015. Mm -hmm. I believe that's the type of government oversight that really hurts us. Now, if I got caught, you know, selling bogus uh, 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 credit reports or something crazy out of the blue and fraud in the mortgage industry, okay, yeah, then I can't, I should not be able to be a real estate agent. But yes. when you, when the crime is in nowhere, nowhere near matches the field that you want to be in, I feel like that's when government oversight is scary. It's like uh -huh. stopping this. You know, uh -huh. when the government turns around and says, okay, we don't have to even adhere to the Fourth Amendment. If a police officer sees you and you look suspicious, we're going to jump out. We're going to pat you down and, and do a Terry stop, an investigatory stop. I mm -hmm. think that's wrong. Government government has always been known to overreach. So I feel like we got to be careful with how much power that we give the government. Oh, also, okay. also, I feel like the Democratic Party has turned into the oppression Olympics. Okay. I'm going to repeat that again. Right. I feel like the Democratic Party has turned into the oppression Olympics. Everybody wants to feel like they're oppressed the most. The women want to feel like we're oppressed the most. Black people, no, we're oppressed the most. LBGTQ, no, we're oppressed the most. The black man, no, we're oppressed the most. Everybody wants to talk about how they feel like their particular demographic is oppressed the most. Mm -hmm. And that is about how far the conversation goes. You look, you know, everybody wants to be classified as disadvantaged and, you know, everybody wants to be classified as, you know, we're underserved and, you know, all of these terms mm -hmm. that designate a, 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 a title of impotency, mm. you know, you 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 put it, you you embrace a title that says, you know what, I'm demeaning myself because I can't go any further. Mm. And I think we 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 play on that so hard in the Democratic Party because, like I said, I, you know, I'm I grew up Democrat all my life, so I, I think it's turning into the oppression Olympics versus mm. people saying, you know what. Let's 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 go out and get it. Let just prime example. Let's look at Tim Scott with the opportunity zones. Okay. I sat down and I've been studying the opportunity zones. We've been studying how we can take advantage of a lot of the things that are passed, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of opportunity and money available. We just got to research and look. But if I go and ask a brother or sister about opportunities on, oh man, see, that just helps developers and gentrification. Now, that's just that's just a way how you gentrify a neighborhood. Okay, so if you sit back and you do nothing, your neighborhood will be gentrified. Yeah. If we don't take advantage, but I believe, I believe that we have the same opportunity as everybody else. Okay. No white man is holding me back right now. Okay. No white man can hold me back right now. I don't, I can't, nobody tell me, the, and somebody say, shock him, the white man is oppressing you, the white man can't oppress me. Like, my mind, if I put my mind to anything, I can overcome. I'm not saying that that people aren't, aren't ever going to try, but I'm saying if somebody tries, just know that nobody can oppress you. Yeah. 
And this is the type of mentality that I think we got to start adopting. And as a party, you know, with the Democratic Party, it doesn't it doesn't force that type of conversation. It doesn't force us to start thinking in terms of how can we empower ourselves? I think it's steadily, you know, I, I don't call white people privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't buy into, you know, you ain't going to never hear me tell a white person that they privileged. No, because if you tell it, you, you embrace if you embrace the title that's bestowed upon you. So if I'm steadily saying, oh, this white person is privileged and I'm calling myself oppressed, then naturally in my mind, what is what is my reality? My reality is going to be the white man is privileged, the black man is oppressed. Mm. But we got to break that. But we, 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 can, we can be privileged. We can have the same that everybody else has. We could create our opportunities. We just have to get, we have to withdraw our name out of the oppression Olympics. All right. So, so let's, let's, let's talk about that. So you do not believe in white privilege? No, no. Okay. So you do not, so just want to ask a few questions. So you do not believe that just purely based on the color of a person's skin or the check, the box that they check, on a loan application, they're more likely to get a loan. Okay, so this this is the thing, right? This is the thing. Just because somebody else looks out for their people, mm-hmm. I should be looking out for my people too. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying I could be doing I could I could do the same thing. I could okay. say, you know what? You know, this 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 this, this is my homeboy right here, yeah. you know. I'm going to look out for him, mm-hmm. which we should be doing. Yeah. See, we should be doing the same thing. Not not necessarily not. OK, not in a bad way to where, you know, I don't want to I don't want to make it. We should never do anybody wrong or we should never. Right. Nobody. You know, do right. Anything, Nobody. Yeah. Right. Nobody. We should never yeah. do anything. Right. We should do. But you can't fault me if, if, if you can't fault me for looking out for my friend or the people who supported me. Like I'm gonna look out for the people who support me. Okay, but I can fault you uh-huh. if systematically that's caused an achievement, education, and economical gap across the country. Right. I I can't I can't right. I can do that, especially when there's certain things that are put in, that that have governmentally been put in place to stop those kinds of things from happening, and you're literally breaking laws to do those kinds of things, and when they're held to task. Now, mind you, this is not me making a democratic versus a conservative. Yeah. I don't think this is a democratic or a conservative issue. I think this, when we talk about white privilege, this is something that we have to look at as a country institutionally and and say, okay, that's not good, and we we can't stand behind that. Like we we can't we can't we can't remove that from the equation. Like people do look out for their people, right? I'll give you a great example, right? Um, you have a relationship with the Summies. Right. Because you have that relationship, they're looking out for you to make sure that you have the building that you have. Right. That's not an issue. Right. Well, no, I mean, they, they, I mean, not, not all the way like that, no, but I mean, I mean, like, it's, yeah. but it's, you know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's a good thing. You're my homeboy. So when I do my yeah. show, I try to make sure that I get my homeboys on before I get anybody else on. That's great. But I'm not costing anybody their livelihood by doing this. 
I'm not, I'm not taking this opportunity. I'm not taking an opportunity from somebody else who could use it more than I could. And then looking on the other side and saying, ha, 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 nobody's going to show you. No, nobody's going to put you on a show. Nobody's going to put you on their camera because, I mean, I'm nobody at the end of the day. Right. But when you create institutional structures that limit the, the capability of people to rise out of an oppressive situation, yeah, I mean, can we say, can we say that, uh, funny, um, can we say, that that no that that there are no structures that have been put in place institutionally to to systematically oppress African Americans and people of color yes. in our country for, for yeah. Yeah. years, that, that, years, no. years. Okay, so this is the thing. There has been a structure, but the thing is, we get caught up on trying to. We get so caught up on studying their structure that we don't study our structure, and we should study mm -hmm. our structure. See, see, there's a there's a way out of it. Yeah. Amos Wilson, one of the best books that I read, that taught me to understand how to build our structure or build a structure that can eliminate what they built was by Dr. Amos Wilson called The Blueprint for Black Power. Okay. So black people don't think, oh, that's racist. No, black people, because, you know, black people, oh, that's racist. It's not racist. All he's saying is that there are ways that we as Black people can create opportunity to build wealth and to reach back into our communities and to build up the communities where we live. See, I think we spend so much time trying to analyze how the white man set this up, the white man set that up, the white man set this up, but we don't sit back and say, you know what? How can I create opportunity in my neighborhood? How can how can I how can I better the educational process? Okay, this is what a lot of people say. Let me tell you out. And you, but you you know this better than anybody else. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, check this out. Everybody say, man, black people. Oh, and I'm gonna address that redlining. Redlining. There's a way we can beat that. Dr. Amos Wilson talks about that in the blueprint for black power. Mm -hmm. There's a way that we can create our wealth and use it. He talks about susus, mm -hmm. where black people put our money together and it acts as a bank if we turn around and we invest the money and each person gets a chance mm -hmm. to invest the money on their own and they put the money back in the pot with interest. Mm -hmm. See, we don't see the thing is these concepts are foreign to us but we can give a whole exegesis about redlining and how we're X'd out of their system, but we don't understand that there's a system that we can put together to help our communities to where we can invest. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. We're yeah. not solution oriented. Yeah. But let me 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 trip you out. Let me trip you out. Right now, what I do, I made it my goal. That I'm a support. Okay, no, no. Before I before I go there, let's talk about yeah. the schools. Let's talk about yeah, the schools. No, this, yeah, this, this what people trip me out. They be like, man, black people, we need our own schools. We need our own schools, man. You know, we need all black schools. They tell you that in a heartbeat. But right now, North Charleston High School is doggone almost an all black school. Chicora Elementary yeah. is almost an all black school. But do you see the people who run in their mouth going in these schools and helping? Mm, mm. You don't. 
You yeah. don't. You got black teachers right now who, if you really serious, you got black educators right now. You yeah. can say, you know what? How can I help you? How many people have went to a black teacher and said, how can I help you? Mm. How, how can we give you school supplies? Like, if you run out of something, let us know. We're going to put together a, a, a Facebook group to where we're going to support black educators and we're going to give them the supplies they need if they run out. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So how, how about he analyzed the fact that he had a Trump rally? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Listen, uh, I'm going to tell you. No, no, no. Let me get to that. Let me get to that. I love this. I love this. I love this. Let me let me tell let me tell you one thing let me tell you one thing about Trump. Let me tell you one thing about Trump that I like. Trump gonna shoot straight. Trump gonna shoot straight. He ain't watered down. Listen, I don't I don't care about you know all of the see what they do. This is what they do, right? They question you about Trump. You can't name me. Joe Biden right now is the Democratic front, the Democratic nominee for president of the United States. You can't tell me nobody can get on here right now and challenge me on the, 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 the policies that, uh, 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 the, that Joe Biden and his years in Senate has put and pushed that can do anything that can match anything that Trump has done. When you start talking about racism, look at some of the, 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 uh, Joe Biden has bragged and bragged and bragged about how he put black people into legal slavery. He, legal he has, slavery with the Congress. He, he hasn't bragged oh, about he that. He did. He apologized. No. We ran for president. He apologized. No, I want to. I want to clarify that point. I want to clarify that point because that's something I want to make sure that that okay. just 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 a point of clarification, right? Just a point of clarification. Okay. The 1994 Crime Bill, which Joe Biden did author right yeah as we all know the legislative process we we both understand the legislative process right when you write a bill you write a bill a certain way and it gets improved on the side that you write it correct that bill now has to go over right through senate get approved by senate then go over to the house get approved get changed up and get approved by the house then it goes to the president so when biden first wrote that bill it was not to milita milita militarize the um the United the United States police force, which it did when it ended up being done. It was not to build more um state prisons, which um it actually didn't end up building. It, it, it built more state prisons, but it built less federal prisons. So it was designed to create less um federal prisons. It also was designed to start stop what was a really really big and it, this is something that really has to be understood. The level of crime that was happening um in the early 1990s when this was happening. The NAACP champions bill. The Black Caucus, every member of the Black Caucus voted for this bill. Every right, member. They Democrats. Right. They, they just, that's the thing. Yeah. They Democrats. They, right. they're, gonna, they're gonna see they're not gonna stand up. They're not gonna stand up to white supremacists in their own party. Just like a lot of time the Republicans won't stand up to white supremacists in their party. Let me tell you something like this. I, I, I was in prison with people. I was in federal prison. I was in federal prison with people that were doing life sentences with $20 worth of rock. $20. Yeah, you can say, okay, oh, these guys shouldn't have, these guys shouldn't have, shouldn't have uh, 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 did the crime. But guess what? You can't justify giving a man a life sentence for a $20 bag of rock. And now be the you three can't. Special, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. And this is the thing. This is the thing. The Clinton crime bill, when, when, when he signed off on it, Y'all don't y'all know what? 
He took education out of the prison system. I was there. Mm. Pale Gray, you could no longer get your education in prison. They didn't want you to learn. He mm. didn't. He didn't. They pushed hard for stop and frisk. They mm. pushed for that real hard. So you can't tell me right now, if we sit back and we go line for line and blow for blow, and you put Joe Biden with Donald Trump, bro, you can't, you ain't, you ain't gonna win. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I think you could. I think you could if you if you, if you, so, you so have if you would have a contextual conversation about it, and that's that's, that's the right. question. The question is: Are we just okay. going to throw out bullet points, or are we going to actually go into the context of what actually happened? Because th- let's go into context. Let's go into context. Let me just hold on, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you something too. Let me tell you something too. Yeah. Let me tell you something with Joe Biden, with Joe Biden, and 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 and, and Barack Obama was involved in. Okay. Some call some call Operation Fast and Furious. I know see the liberals, the, the liberals, they tell you, "Oh man, see the gun control and and we against guns and this and that." Mm-hmm. But don't you know Eric Holder was was Eric Holder was behind one of the worst or the most uh, 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 one of the most scandalous schemes that flooded our communities with guns. Gun. They allow guns to come from the southern states and Texas and all of that into Mexico and in the hands of Mexican cartel drug lords. Yeah, they so, allowed that to happen. The gun, right. guns were recovered in black communities along right. the borders in, in, in California and right. New Mexico and Texas. The True. only reason that Fast and Furious got stopped is when a Border Patrol agent got killed. Yeah, but you can absolutely, yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. But, absolutely. So hold on, okay. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna let you jump in. I'm gonna let you jump in. You good, bro? I'm gonna, no, so what okay, I was saying is that again, yeah, context, right? Context. What was okay. the original purpose of Operation Fast and Furious? To capture Mexican drug lords by to putting cap- guns in their hands. Right to capture Mexican drug lords. That was the plan. It backfired. Bad plan. <laughs> But guess what? And this is this is the difference between. Hey, did, hey, did, did Aaron Holder, hold on, did Aaron Holder lie about it? I think he, he was censored. I think he, he was censored. Right? He did. He lied about yeah. it. He but, lied about it. But okay. that was one of those things because even President Obama's been held to task about that one, right? Yes, he was. When held to task, task. When held to task about it, President President Obama did not say no. This is da da da. No, he owned it. He was like, you know what? This did not, we had a different plan for this. It didn't work out the way we wanted it to go. It was a bad plan. We need to go back. We need to look at how we, how the, where it went wrong. And uh, he said he didn't know. at first he said he didn't know about it. Go, go look it up. At first he said he didn't know about it. He said, I, I didn't know about that. That's Eric Holder. He said he didn't know nothing about it. Go, once we get off, go check it out. Go yeah. check it out. He said he didn't know nothing about it. Yeah, we, we can revisit. He said he didn't, he said he didn't know nothing about it. So my, my whole thing is, right, people, see people, People get caught up on the, the 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 race baiting, right? Because just because a white person tell you, "Oh man, Trump is racist," or, or somebody racist, you 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 believe that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. see, they don't. I, but you can't. I would support Trump any day over Joe Biden. Eric said I, something. A lot he, of people in the schools, or a lot of. So my yeah, bad. A lot of people in the schools and communities, we have to just respect everyone's roles in the fight. But that's right, Big E. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. So, so, so the thing is this, right? Again, it always, for me, it always comes back to when you're a president, you got to be a president, man. Like, you got to be a president. Um, 
you can say that President Trump did a great job with the economy. I would say that that's a continuation of what was going to happen at the end of the Obama presidency. We look at what happened. You look at the numbers. It's 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 what happened. So now we have the coronavirus thing that came up, right? Uh-huh. And the president's response to the coronavirus, we won't even talk about the impeachment stuff because that really gets into partisan stuff. And I don't want to have that conversation, especially not here. Um, but when we talk about his response to the coronavirus, he's literally said, this is a hoax. It's not real. That's 15 This is not real. We have 15 people. It's only 15 people infected. It's going to go away. We're going to wake up in the morning. It's going to be gone. And then we get two weeks later and he's like, I knew the whole time how bad it was. You can't do both things and call yourself a good leader. If, if I'm the leader, if I'm the leader, the people who I'm leading should at least be able to trust the words that come out of my mouth. And that's my problem with our president. And I always respect the fact that he's our president. I'll never, you know, um, disrespect the offense of the presidency. Um, I am a former um, military member, so I, I have a certain level of, of, of respect for the office of the presidency. But there are certain things that our president has done that have not been presidential. This coronavirus, the way his handling of it is one of those things. The fact that the fact that um, he's not even allowing the most educated person on the topic, Dr. Fauci, to speak about this topic on the stage or in front to other people anymore is 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 mind blowing. Dr. Like, Fauci just spoke. He just spoke the other day at the press conference. Let me yeah, let me let me, let me yeah, the other day he just spoke yeah. the other day. Yeah. So let me let me let me let me tell you, let me tell you like this, right? Yeah. Man, ain't every, the coronavirus caught everybody off guard? Absolutely, it did. Can nobody say Democrat, Republican? Everybody was caught off guard. Agreed. I remember, even even we 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 even when, when when President when President Trump said something about the coronavirus during the State of the Union address, nobody really nobody really took it serious, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what they say. Oh, here at the, the 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 pandemic team, the pandemic team. What the, what they they could have did nothing. They Just check this out. They, okay, okay. Let's 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 say that. Let's say that. Let's say let's let's look at the pandemic team. Obama put together a a a a, a, a pandemic team, right? Yeah. That's what they say. Look at the deaths from the swine flu in Obama. Look how many Americans that died from the swine flu, the H1N1, and all of that. Mm-hmm. The numbers pale in comparison to what we have now. Let me tell you like this. The World Health Organization, mm-hmm. they even told us that the swine, when, when they when China told us that the disease could not be transmitted from human to human. Mm-hmm. That's what they told us. That was in December. Mm-hmm. The information coming out of China was was bogus so nobody knew i even posted a video on my timeline when nancy pelosi at the end of february she jumped on and said oh no it's not that serious everybody come visit the chinatown we got everything go on my page she said that so none of them trump pelosi all of them nobody can see hindsight is always 2020 but when you look at it, none of our politicians, nobody was talking about it on the Democratic side, on the debate stage. The Republicans ain't really been talking about it. It caught everybody off guard. Agreed. Does Agreed. Trump, and, and, and does Trump say a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, my God, oh, what did he just say? Of course, everybody does. 
People in his own party disagree with him. Yes. I mean, that's it's just like there were Democrats who disagree with Obama. They they didn't everybody like Obama now, but when he was office, we you know and I know yeah. all the people that like Obama. Yeah. I agree. But they like him now. But yeah. so my 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 whole my whole my whole thing, my whole thing is this. For one, at the end of the day, no matter who's in the chair, but I'm still we I, we still we still should win. We gonna do work. We we do work regardless. That's, like that's yeah. the thing. Like we do work regardless. That's why. But that's why. I I can't tie myself to to this guy. I can't tie myself to this guy because everything that I stand for as a man and as a human being, he goes against. All right, so you stand for Joe Biden, right? You stand for uh, Joe Biden. I stand. I stand by Joe Biden. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Joe Biden said that he likes when little kids rub on his leg at the pool and play with his leg. Context, no, that's what he said. Context. 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 Let's keep it again. And he said he likes when little kids sit on his lap. Right. So, 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 I mean, come on now. The man, did, 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 like, like, bruh, who, what, what grown man brags about he like little kids at the pool rubbing on his leg, playing with his hair, and, and, and he like little kids sitting on his lap. But that's suspect. But come context. on now, that's suspect. Context though, because because that he said that. <laughs> now again, context. Right. I can make I can make any I can make anybody sound crazy if I take their words out of context, right? Right. Come on now, you know yeah, you can't. Bro, do that's his words, bro. Yeah, but you can't. You know you can't do this with me though. You know that. Come that's on. Now. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't trust nobody like that, man. I can I can't stand. See, creepy Joe, man. The dude, I, I don't know, man. I just can't, I can't, I can't get with the dude, man. If, if, if the man, if the man, listen, if this dude says something, you know me, you know uh, me. If this dude said something that was harmful to kids or that he was into hurting little kids or into molesting little kids, would I stand behind that person? I know you wouldn't. All I right. know you wouldn't. But see, but right. see, but see, but see, you you kind of but see the thing is, all right, let me ask you this. When 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 Joe Biden said Barack Obama was the first mainstream black person that's clean and articulate, did you agree with that? No, but I also think that white people don't know what they be saying a lot of times. You know that, man. Oh, see, 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 see. <laughs> You my bro, so we, we do this. Oh, right? we, yeah, this right. Microaggressions. We know, we know, like the movie Get Out. My man was like, uh, you know, I voted for Obama, I voted for Obama both times. So I would have voted for him for a third yeah. time. There are people, white people especially, and you know, correct if y'all think y'all are I'm wrong, they say things that they don't realize what they're saying a lot of times. I'm I'm I don't like that, but I understand it. What I don't like is when people say things and when I show them that what they said was wrong, they tell they come and tell me, no, you're wrong for being offended with the fact that I said it. Impact versus intent, right? Impact versus intent. If I say something to you that is disrespectful, right? Or if I say something to you that I don't mean disrespectfully, but you take it as me disrespecting you, I automatically as a man should be like, my bad. I didn't realize that went that way. I'm wrong. Off the top, out the gate, if me and you start talking right now and you take something that I say as disrespectful to you as a man and as a human being, I would stop. I don't care how right I think I am. I'm going to stop right there and say, you know what, bro? I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. Right? 
You you know me well enough to know that. I would stop. Uh, so, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When Joe yeah. Biden was on the debate stage and he was talking about education, yeah, and he said that basically, uh, in mothers in the inner, inner city, we need to bring DSS in to help them learn how to be parents and all of that stuff. He was corn pop one. He was said that pop that, one? that's what he said. I mean, no, the corn pop was was was, was the kids rubbing on his leg and no, stuff. No, that was that was but, a corn pop. Corn pop was like the, the first and second debate. First and second debate. I think that was the same debate where uh, Kamala Kamala went after him. I think it was that debate. Okay, okay, but yeah, I know one of them. They went, <coughs> ooh, one of them they went against him. But Joe Biden was like, "Yo, for education, uh, 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 we need to bring DSS in the homes of single black women to teach them how to raise their kids. We need to keep on the record player at night." And play the record player. Yeah, that's the corn pop one. That's the corn pop. That's corn pop. <laughs> okay. So, 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 do, do, did you agree? Do you agree with that? That black, we need to bring DSS in the homes of black women and, and keep the record player on at night. So, so, <laughs> I haven't seen again. But I think this is much. I mean, I think, I think, I think this gets speaks to a larger point. Everybody okay. has their warts, right? Everybody has their warts. That's not a great statement. That's not a great statement. I don't think anybody on Biden's team was like, "Yo, you nailed that point." I don't think I don't think one person thought that. But what I do think is this. What I do think is this. I think that Joe Biden is the type of person that if he got into office, he would one, listen to people smarter than him. He 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 seems to be somebody that would genuinely one there's not a whole lot of white dudes that would have sat 8 years behind a black president. Not criticize him once, not came out and, and tried to undermine him. None, like, I don't think, I can't think of a whole lot of people that would have done that. I don't, and in fact, I don't think, I mean, even looking at Mike Pence, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that sat behind Donald Trump and, and did that. So I think that that deserves a level of um, respect for, for Biden. I think Biden has, has, has the intellect to know that I don't know everything, right? I don't, I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. That's what I see from Joe Biden. He doesn't have to be the smartest person in the room all the time. President Trump, on the other hand, has to be the smartest person in the room all the time, even when he's not the smartest person in the room. He has to be the person with the thing to say that people are going to talk about. And if you look at his history, and this is, again, me talking about um, the things that I that I disagree with when it comes to President Trump. Um, mm -hmm. I think for me, for me, for me, I can't back what he stands for. I can't back what he stands for. That's not the conservative party. I, I think I honest. I also think that Donald Trump isn't a conservative. So well, a lot of well, a lot of conser a lot of conservatives say that Donald Trump isn't a conservative. A conservative. Well, I mean, I, mean, I talk to conservatives all the time. A lot of them say you know you just push for a two trillion dollar bill. That's not a conservative thing to do. But he had to though. No, I, I but agree. This is the thing. Yeah, I agree. He, he, had, he had to. He had to. I agree. He had to. That's not a conservative thing to do. So when people like, I think one. President Trump is, when you talk about being the smartest person in the room, he is masterful. He is genius in his messaging. He is genius and masterful in the way that he promotes himself. But we've known that Donald Trump's been a master promoter for over 40 years now. This isn't brand new news to us, right? He's a master promoter. He, he knows how to get across the thing that he wants to get across. He knows how to be the person that people are talking about. That's why you will hear him in the, in the course of 
uh, a presidential uh, State of the Union talk about the ratings of people watching not, uh, his, his press conferences. Like, that's nuts that our president thinks about that. What president? Hey, everybody, hey but this is the thing. Everybody, everybody want good ratings. Everybody want good ratings. I mean, I, I mean, every, every, I mean, that ain't nothing new. We've yeah. all they after every presidential, you know, uh, uh, speech or state of you, they say, okay, well, this had more ratings than this and that, this the and that. The president doesn't. So say you that. know, it, but the president doesn't say it. Well, but this the thing. He, he, he. I can't, I can't, I can't see. I can't knock him for nothing. Nothing small like that. No, you know what I'm saying. He's talking about rating. I'm I'm just saying that his concern. I think his concerns are in the wrong place. Now, does he have a team of people around him that I believe could do a good job if he would let them? Yes, I believe that he has a team outside of the director of HUD, which is nuts, (laughs) and the director of (laughs) education, the secretary of education. Outside of those two people, they they know what their mission is. And they go out there and they do their job when it comes to that mission. So when you talk about straight up conservatives, cool. All right. But that guy is not a straight up conservative. Well, like I said, I mean, he, I mean, I mean, I totally understand your point. Like I said, I I talk to a lot of conservatives who they say he's not, he's not not fiscally conservative at all. My whole, my, my, my whole thing is at this point, I can't trust Biden. I think Biden has dementia. I think he's. I, I, and unfortunately, I watched my grandmother, you know, pass on something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and and it's really scary because I watched the same thing. I think Biden has dementia, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the things he says really scares me. Yeah. You know, like like Joe Biden. Joe Biden turned around and said, "Okay, I think poor kids." Are just as smart as white kids. Yeah, that's that's a bad statement. See, when 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 you when you say stuff like that, see, Joe Biden has a history of uh, 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 of being involved with racists. Mm. He has a history of even Kamala Harris attacked him on that. Like, bro, you back in you 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 was hanging hard with the segregationists. Y'all y'all was best buddies. You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so so, so but. So hold on, let me let me let me, context. and and I'm not and I'm and I'm not saying people can't change, right? Yeah. But context too, though. Context. You, huh? Context too, though. Right. Okay. Context. Cool. Context. So yeah. so 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 the thing is, him saying things like that, bro. You you looking at the historical uh, uh, side of what Joe Biden did and who he hung with and what he represented, but you you can't you can't. You can't overlook that. My in my mind, in my mind, I think Trump is a better businessman. Okay. I think he's he's better for he's better for the economy. Now I know he's filed bankruptcy and all that. I mean, shoot. I think he's better for the economy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Prison reform. Uh, 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 I'm aside with Trump. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, I'm actually so I, I I I feel you on that. But also remember now. You talk about the was the second step second step act, right? That was that was that was the the second one, right? The prison reform bill. Yeah, yeah, because there was one. There was Obama. Obama dropped the uh, Obama the first, dropped it from. 
And then, then Trump came and did the second one. Trump came, Trump came and cut it some more. Yeah, Trump came yeah. and cut that thing some more. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. We so agree there, I think, and, and I think both of them were wins. Both yeah. of them were wins. Absolutely. See me, I, see I look at the big picture. I ain't gonna sit here and argue, you know, about that because I think both of them were wins. But that's, we, but we, that's what I want we, you. But that's what I want you. But but that's really what I want people to see from you, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. For me, what what and, and we we talking you my bro and I can be completely honest with you. The stuff yeah. that bothers me is when people look at the things that you're saying and you back in Trump and being like, oh, well he agrees with everything that Trump says. And what I know is that can't be the case because you you've known you you've lived too much of a life to really be a hundred percent in the bag for this guy. Well, hold on. Let me tell you like this. Let me tell you. Like this. I don't even agree with my mama one hundred percent. Oh, I agree. Like, yeah, like, 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 like nobody, like nobody agrees. Like, like you just said, you said I, I, I support Joe Biden, but there's some things he said that you like. Hold on, yeah, I like, can't. Yeah, you know, that was kind of. Yeah. But guess what? If I, think I mean, we, I, we humans, right? Yeah. Right. No, if I, if, but the thing is, I honestly, in my heart, believe, and this is the difference. If I met with Joe Biden, let's say. Because it's very possible, you know, that I'm going to end up in a room with Joe Biden. And I said to Joe Biden, sir, um, that statement that you made about, you know, black kids being as smart. I mean, poor kids being as smart as black kids. Could you please elaborate on what you meant by that? I think the first thing he'd do is realize that was a terrible thing to say. And he'd backtrack from it and try to at least make sense of the thing that he said. As opposed to, one, acting like he never said it, or two, doubling down on the nonsense that he said. And that's what we've seen from our president, which is the things, when I talk about the things that I try to, to, to exemplify as a man, when it comes to my children, I teach them, if you make a mistake, you own your mistake, you apologize for your mistake, and you improve on your mistake. You don't make, make that same mistake twice. Don't, uh, Joe Biden definitely has had some slip of the tongues. We know that he has an issue with a stutter. We, we, we know these things, right? But do we ever ask the follow-up questions to ask, is this what's really in your heart? Or do we just say, headline, let's take it and let's run with it. Same thing with President Trump. If we, if we ask President Trump about something that he said, he either says, I didn't say that. He'll say, I, I didn't say that. Or he'll try to make it sound like what he said was something else, which is completely untrue. And that's, okay. that's let the me, problem. Let me, let, me stop. let me stop you. Yeah. There has been so many things that the news media takes a Trump and twist. The other day, <clears throat> the other day, I was talking to somebody and they said, yeah, Trump said if you got coronavirus, you can still go to work. That was all over. No, but he that, didn't say that. No, he didn't say he that. Just, right. But, but, that, but that's where people, that's where people like us have to be like, nah, back up. Come on now, we we gonna give we'll give you credit for the stuff that you did say, but I'm not gonna give you credit for stuff you didn't say. But that's again coming back to what is my ideal? What what am I trying to get out of this situation? Am I just interested in making this person look bad, or am I actually interested in being educated on what these people think and know and do? There's a difference. There's a difference. You see what I'm saying? If totally that, agree. That's what that's what me that's why I mean you can have this conversation without it turning into a shouting match or turning to oh, us yeah. respecting one yeah, another. Because we yeah. both come to we both come to the table with an understanding of one, this is the world that we live in. 
right? This is the world that we live in. We're not going to change the world that we live in. So we got to maximize our opportunities in this world, right? We're, we're not creating a new structure. We are not creating a brand new structure. That's not going to happen. People talk about, well, we need to create our own. Cool. Well, once y'all develop the program that, that's going to be our own program, that's going to be a viable option to, to, to allow us to be sustainable on our own, including our own police force, military, agricultural system, economic system, education system, and all these other systems that you need to have a functionally, um, a, func a, 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 a sufficiently functioning society, then yeah, holler at me and I will jump on board with you. But what I'm not going to do is let this whole world that's existing with us in it, with my children in it, with my children being educated in it, with my my jobs being paid for by it, but with, with, with people that I know being imprisoned by it and say, oh, well, we're going to completely ignore that system and build our own. We can't do that. And so me and you walk both into this thing and we have different ideas as to how to make that happen, but we're both doing the work. We're right. both doing the work in the way that we think it needs to be done. Rather that be Blexit or whether that be rolling with the Democratic Party or whether that be going independent or libertarian, your issue, the, the, the solution cannot be 100% political. There is no, there's, there's no <laughs> silver bullet to solving any of these there's problems not. that we've talked about here on this, on this, on this podcast. There's not right. one, whether it be like we can vote the greatest president of all time into office, but there are so many people down the line that got to be right in order for them to be able to have any impact. Look at the last two years of President Obama. They said, we're not letting you do nothing, bro. We're not letting you do nothing. We're not going to let you select any Supreme Court justices. We're not going to let you approve any bills. We're not gonna let you, we're not gonna let you do nothing. You can sit there, you can get on Air Force One, you can fly around this country as many times as you want to. You can give as many speeches as you want to, you can send us as many bills as you want to. But McConnell said, nope, nothing. So what that tells me is people like us, however we operate, and I think you're absolutely right that we have to have people on the others, on the and I always say the other side. People as conservatives who are, side, also, yeah. who are also speaking towards the issues of African-Americans. I want to ask you this because I, I don't want to stay there too long. Uh -huh. What do you say to people who say that as a conservative, there is no way you can speak. You can speak to the issues of African-Americans. Like if you're at a biker rally. Right. Because, you know, there's a video of you speaking at, at the at the biker rally. Right. How do you advocate to those people that there are issues in the black community that they need to also care about and advocate for? The same way you talk to the same way you talk to a liberal and talk to them about issues we got in the community. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. The same thing. I'm gonna tell you like this. You know why I support Chris Cox and, 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 and Chris Cox, good guy. Biker, he started the Bikers for Trump movement. Chris is a good guy. I'm going to tell you like this. Everybody was capping for Joe Cunningham. When is Joe Cunningham? Joe Cunningham has never spoken about black issues. Joe Cunningham has never stepped foot in the black community. Never. Ain't even Joe Cunningham. Yeah, he might, he might talk to his black constituents, but Joe Cunningham ain't never stepped foot in the black community his two years he's been in Congress. Okay. You ain't all Joe, all Joe Cunningham talked about is offshore drilling. So you know what? Guess what, Joe? I got somebody who 
I'm gonna talk to, and we're gonna put you to task. See, we're gonna force you, we're gonna force your hand now, because see, Chris is willing to come and talk to the black people that Joe Cunningham won't talk to. Chris is, t- Chris is ready. Chris Cox said, I'm ready. Shaquem, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Let's go. See, the thing is, we take them and we say, okay, Chris Cox, you, 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 you know President Trump, you and Trump cool. How, how are you going to get behind an initiative for prison reform? Because Trump talked about pr- prison reform. Yeah. What, 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 what can you speak on to that? What will you help us with, with as far as prison reform? Economy. Trump always talked about, man, we, you know, we did this. Black people economy. Going high. This is what we do. Okay, Chris, how can we continue job growth and, and, and economics in the, in the black community? Trump, see, Trump opened the door for a lot of this conversation with a lot of Republicans, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. He opened the door by clearly out Speaking out and say, black people, what do you got to lose? Right, let's talk about this, 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 and this. He made it, he made it a hot topic for blacks and, 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 and republic for Republicans to start talking about black issues. Trump did that. Mm-hmm. So now you could talk to somebody like a Nancy Mace, or you could talk to a, 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 a white Republican about black issues because Trump opened the door. So now you know, you say, you know what? Listen, let's sit, let's sit Chris Cox down and Joe Cunningham down. See, Joe Cunningham ain't never had the pressure to come and talk to black people. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody put the pressure on all Joe Cunningham ever talked about was offshore drilling. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the only he he was a single issue winner. So now I got a man who uh, come and say, you know what? Shaquem, I'm going to come and talk to the black community. I'm going to come and talk to the people. Question me. He, he's all open for it. He's all open. He's saying, you know what? Come, bring, bring, me, bring me in the community and let me talk to them and let the black, let black people ask me anything they want me to ask. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Reach out to him, and I'd love to have him on the show to talk, right. to talk yeah. about his platform. Because like one thing I always say is, real talk with Rajan is a, a, a bipartisan show. I right. am a Democrat, but I do not shun. I, I've had several Republicans on my show. Um, actually, the gentleman who's running against... Um, I, I, I've had both Jim, uh, Jimmy Harrison and uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Reynolds, who are both running um, on, on opposite sides of the... Of the um, right. on, on my show. I've had right. both of them on my show, and because I believe, I really, really, in my heart, believe... That there is something that needs to be said that that they need to that all people need to consider the African American community as as viable options for votes. We we that has to be the case. I think that's the one thing that the Blexit community has said repeatedly that I absolutely agree with. Absolutely agree with the fact that. African Americans should just not just vote for the the Democratic Party because we're black. I think by doing that, we we put ourselves at the risk of being neglected by the Democratic Party and ignored by the Republican Party. I I completely agree with that part of it. I think that that we should we also need to hear these people out. And 
like you just said, Chris Cox, if he's willing to come into the black community, uh, the vast yeah. majority of my audience is African-American. I'd love to have him yeah. on the show to talk Most about definitely. his platform and, you know, how, how he plans on, what he plans on doing and putting in place, you know, as a, yeah. as a, um, as a, as the Senator to replace uh, Joe Reynolds. I definitely agree with that. No, he, he ran it against Cunningham. I'm sorry, Cunningham, not Joe Reynolds. I'm sorry. Yeah, he ran, yeah, he ran against, against, uh, against, against uh, in Cunningham slot. Like, what, what would he do to represent those people of that area? I know um, that's mostly the Daniel Island area, correct? And, like, expanding out that way, talking about offshore drilling. Yeah, but Cunningham, Cunningham got some North Charleston. He got North some North Charleston, Charleston and West Ashton, too. Yeah, yeah, Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. Ain't, 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 no, ain't nobody challenged Joe Cunningham to come and talk to the black people. Let me see something. How do you feel about the work continuing and speaking to people? How do you feel about the work continuing and speaking to people about social distancing? The work continuing and speaking to people about social distancing. Could you elaborate just, just to make yeah, sure yeah, we yeah. You, just to make sure we understand what, what you're asking? But I think you're like people continuing to go to work um, while saying social distance. I think that's what she's saying. I'm gonna ask, wait for her to to elaborate. Okay. There's, there's a big yeah, comment yeah. here. So let me read this one. Um, let's see. Um, excuse the, the profanity. Uh, only people with weak minds fall for this blank. Mayor Tecklenburg tried tried it with me, inviting me to a press conference, meetings, photo ops when I was working with the homeless in Tent City. The difference between you and I is yes, I attended, but I didn't let them change my narrative. I didn't change my mission or views or words because they were <laughs> on my side because they opened the door for me. I came, participated, and my voice didn't change. Yeah. All right. Hey, let me let me let me tell you like this. Let me tell you like this. Kim, I'm on a I'm and I hate I don't want to say it like this, but I I'm on a larger scale than you. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm I'm on a lot I'm on a larger a larger scale than you, Kim. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I and, and I don't want to say I, but I mean I'm gonna have. It's like you can't compare you can't compare somebody who's out here having to listen. I just stopped 50 people from getting evicted in Horizon Village. I listen, I just I just totally sat back and I had the issue with Horizon Village, and we just made an impact to where we stopped people from getting evicted and we helped people to stay in their apartment complexes because it was an issue with uh, 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 the landlords and the tenants in section eight see i move i move on a larger i see a lot of people don't understand i move on a larger scale than them you know what i'm saying i just got to be honest see i'm in the big leagues right see you talking about you know serving a uh, 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 serving a plate at tent city you know what i'm saying years ago like i i i'm the one who was the first one down there me pastor ravenel and lisa we was the first ones that started that. See, I move on a larger level now. You know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the, the I I pay, I mean I pay three thousand dollars a month for my utility bills. You know what I'm saying? And a bill. See, you don't you don't move on the type of level that I move on. So you can't compare me and you. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, see, that's the problem with with a lot of people. See, she putting her she. The reason why she ain't she hasn't gone anywhere, you know what I'm saying, in this particular uh, 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 game that we in are trying to help the community because everybody wants to make it into a competition. But the thing is, like I understand this is bigger than Shaq Kim. 
You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. I like I like I can work I can work with somebody and we still agree to disagree. But see that mindset, you know, you take you take my work and you take what I'm doing right now, and then you take what she's doing. Like she can't even like her work, the level, the the scale that I'm on is way larger than where she's at. So she can't compare you, you can't compare, and I'm I'm not I hate to sound like that. You know what I'm saying? But at the because I, I was where she used to be at. You know what I'm saying? Like criticizing somebody, you know, for working with, you know, somebody. Oh, man, you know, you sell this and that. But then when you start moving on a larger scale, you got to sit back and say, just like, boom. And, and I'm going to just put this out there. I'm about to start. You know, I don't want to put it out, but I'm going to put it out there. But I'm about to attack the affordable housing game. That's my next move. Mm-hmm. My next move. Shaquem is going to be building affordable housing. That's the next move. So you know what? I got to talk to certain developers who we might not have, we might not see eye to eye. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the people going to benefit from the affordable housing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be areas where people can live. Like, like that. that's the next step. See, when you move it, when you move on another level and when you move on higher levels, you can't think small. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you can't think small. You go and, and, and you talk as a diplomat. Hey, this is what I believe. This is what I like. You know, hey man, we make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But but I I, I can't I can't move the way how they moving because they you know you fixing a dinner in your house and taking it outside to a homeless person. I I, I done left that. I done left that years ago. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm trying to build institutions you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i'm trying to put together you know uh, uh computer labs and, and, and stem programs and and stuff see I, i'm not moving on the level that they on no more yeah so right. i, I don't want to say it i don't want to you know yeah. i don't want to sound like that but I, yeah. I, I i i'm not i'm not on that level that they on you know what so I'm saying? I, I know what you i know what you mean and i don't i know what you're trying to say and i know what you're trying to not sound like yeah right? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I know, I know, right? Um, I, I, I want to stop right there to say this real quick, right? There are levels to the game. There, there, there are levels to every game, to every, every, every facet of life. There's, there's levels, you know, to home ownership. There's levels to um, business ownership. There's levels to even in the nonprofit sector, um, when you go from the pretend from, 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 you know, working, um, say in youth development, I go from just working with kids to getting my 501 C three to, um, you know, being able to receive government grants to being able to become a government contractor. There's, there's definitely levels to what we're talking about, right? There's definitely levels to what we're talking about. Um, but what we don't want to do, right? And I'm, I know this is not what you were trying to do. So I want to make yeah, sure I, I, I clarify. Yeah, yeah you don't want to, yeah. Each level is important, though. Each level is equally important. But when you go from level to level to level, there are certain things that you can't do on certain levels that you could do on other levels. There's certain, like, the less tied to other people you are, the more flexibility you have to, to do whatever it is you want to do. Case in point, Shakim, when Shakim was the guy with the bullhorn, Shakim could cuss anybody out that he wanted to. Shakim come out and cuss 
you out and cuss your mom out and cuss your grandma out. He cuss everybody out. He can run over here. He can snatch flags and he could fight the, the brothers of the Confederacy and he could do all of that. Well, now, Shakim, where he where, where he's trying to go with it, and this is what I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm incorrect, where you're trying to go with this is you're trying to call, be able to, to institutionally change the lives of people in the, in the positions that you care about. And in order to do that, there's certain people you're going to have to work with. There's certain, gotcha. gotcha, there's gotcha. certain entities gotcha. you're going to have to engage that you otherwise gotcha. wouldn't have had to. And, 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 and I can understand that. And I want to say again, do I agree with 100% of your moves? No. But what I'm not going to do, what I'm not going to do ever, 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 ever do is tear down the people doing the work. And I know your heart. I know your heart. People, you know, the, the idea of, you know, you're doing X, Y, and Z for recognition. Nope. I haven't seen Shaquem get one award. I haven't seen people. And there have been mad awards that have happened. I've received <laughs> a few of them. I haven't seen Shaquem get one award. Like, I, I haven't received I haven't received him. Um, I haven't received him, uh, you know, um, get any uh, accolades. I haven't received him receive any checks. I haven't received all I've seen this man do is get up every day and take his free time to try to impact the lives of others. Has that made him enemies along the way? Definitely, because that happens. But I stand by this guy. I want to say this here on this camera. I stand by this man. And I stand by this man because I know his heart. You can say, well, he got the camera. Well, people have cameras. Would you rather him put the camera away and not hey, do anything? I got it. Let me address that too, right? Because people, see, when you when you standing on the side of the road, right, you know, giving out dinners. I used to do it too. I, I was the man. I used to, vi I, I started off giving out blankets one o'clock in the morning at the super stop. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was going to the North Charleston super stop feeding the people, nobody was out there. I started that. Nobody was out there. Now on any given Sunday or Saturday, you see people out there, but I'm going to tell you like this. It's a difference for me having a, see, if you get, you, you're not going to go and get a $20,000 grant and you can't show none of your work. Absolutely. You, you can't, Absolutely. you can't, you can't, you can't go to no reputable person or people and say, you know what, man, I, I, I want you to give me 30,000 for a project that I got that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be like, show, show me what you're doing. You gotta be level. able, yeah. You got it's another level. See, it's a difference. Yeah, it's a difference when you gotta start, you know, uh, uh, keeping taxes, keeping record of donations. You know, moving into the nonprofit world is a different monster people because now, stories. yeah, boom. Because when people, go. you got you gotta have pe people gotta know you and see you gotta have tax information. To show people, you got to be able to have paperwork. You got to have pictures. I mean, you got to have your website running. You got to you got to be able to show people how you moving. So a lot of people there say, "Oh man, them boys for the camera and this and that." But see, it's a different like I, like you said, like we, it's different levels to this. See, when you get on a level where you dealing with five and six figures. And you and you trying to get 30,000, 50,000, are you trying to get money to pay uh, 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 administration fees for volunteers to help people out. You got to be able to show this stuff. 
you can't go to a, a person who who said, okay, we got a, a $60,000 grant, you know, we're going to give out. I can't just go and say, okay, let me get that. And, uh, you know, they're going to say, well, how do we know you're doing this? Where's your paperwork? How much donations you had in the past? Mm-hmm. Well, what's, your, what's your budget look like? What's your forecast look like? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to show you got programs going on. So, like I said, people, but see, when I started moving up and going into a different stratosphere, I started seeing like, whoa, like I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in new territory. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no you with the bullhorn or you, you know, I got my mom cooking dinners on the stove and me walking outside. But, but we getting 15 tons of food. But the food bank would never, the food bank would never just give us 15. Ain't no, ain't no Negro going to walk up to the food bank and say, we need 15 tons of food. They're going to be like, who are you? Yeah. But you got to have, you got to have a track record to get all of this stuff. You got to be able to show and prove that you can handle this type of work. You got to have 52 foot refrigerated trucks that you can load up. See, they don't see, they don't think on that type of level because they not, they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't understand. How, but how, I guess this is my question. All right. How do you get the people who believe what you believe? Who, I mean, like, like who believe in the work that you do and also want to see that work thrive and, 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 and grow. How do you get them in? The, you're frozen, so make sure you get back where somewhere where you got a signal because I can't see you. Um, how do you get those people? You still here? Hopefully, you're still here. How do you get those people? Out, I'm, I'm back. Oh, I think sorry. it went out. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Right. So what I was, what I was asking is, how do you get those people who believe in the work that you do and want to see your work thrive? How do you bring those people on board to what you're doing and get them to understand how? What you're doing is going to add to the collective good. And sometimes it only happens until they get until they until they get in need. Yeah. See, yeah. a lot of time the work gonna speak, right? See, a lot of time somebody be talking trash, and then next thing you know, their grandmother who's disabled or handicapped say, "Oh, you know what? I always go down there to that boy down there, <laughs> or or whip a Bonnie Lane, yeah. and I always yeah. get stuck yeah. from them. Oh, that's a good boy down there. Oh." Oh, not, see that that happens all the time. So the thing is, the work the work manifests itself. Or it could be your aunt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what? I always my son go down there to the after school program. No, that's a good man down there. See, the work is always gonna balance out. The universe always. So even right now, the same people who might slander are come against me, but they might have. A uh, 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 uncle or uh, 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 somebody in their family, they need the service we provide them. Yeah, yeah. But do, yeah. do you listen to you? But right now, that's why. That's why. Like a lot of time, I sit back and I laugh for stuff when I see it, right? Because the universe always has a way of correcting itself. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it so many times with my own eyes. So the people who, because I do the work. I mean, I'm in North Charleston. Yeah. So. And people from the city, people from Somerville, all of them people come to the community resource center. And, uh, and, 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 and so I'm impact. Charleston ain't that big. North Charleston ain't that big. I'm I'm impacting somebody's family every day. So, so it's every day, every day, some way, shape, or form, I'm gonna impact your family in a way. So 
is, man. Um, we could do this for hours, bro. Yeah, like, man, I know you gotta go, man. I, I know we could do this. My my wife just called me. It's it's, it's ten o'clock. <laughs> I haven't eaten dinner. Oh, man. I, I want to go ahead, but I want to before I close, man. I want to give you an opportunity to um, you know, make your closing statement. You know, to the audience. Thanks, thanks everybody who's watching. But I'll do my close in a second. I just want to make sure you get your opportunity to make your close to the audience. Okay, so <clears throat> so my 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 close is this. Man, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. Do what you love to do. Don't worry about what nobody say. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you got to please yourself. When you are your element, nobody can stop you. Yeah. I always tell people this. But you all, you ain't gonna never be able to please everybody. But the thing is, when you, when you, when you, if you a real hustler and you love what you do, and you and your and your desire and your heart is in the place in the right place. You're going to be unstoppable. Absolutely. You're going to be unstoppable. And, and, and another thing to a lot of people, because I see, you know, we we sometimes down each other and stuff like that. And I've, I've done it to myself. And, you know, I apologize to people who I have done. Yeah. But this yeah. is what I'm going to tell you. Like, this is what I'm going to tell you like this. When you when you when you operating in your element, but nobody's going to be able to stop you. Mm. Bad publicity turns into good publicity. Mm. But. I see it all the day. Some, sometimes I even sprinkle a little something out there, some bait, because I know people are going to catch the bait. I do mm. that. Mm. I do. I purposely have put a video up of me at a Trump rally. You don't think I knew what I was doing before I did that? Yeah, I knew exactly. I'm sometimes, <laughs> you don't know. When I posted, I recorded myself speaking at a Bikers for Trump rally against Joe Cunningham. Yeah, you man. think I, I posted that? I yeah. wanted you to see that. Yeah, yeah. Because, because, because the thing is, sometimes the haters are going to be the one to take you to the next level. Yeah. Sometimes they're the ones that, that pull you up and, and take you to the next level. All you got to do is put in the work. I'm, I'm going to leave like this. Floyd Mayweather said this one day, and, 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 and I was watching. I was like, ooh, that was like, that was cool. He said this. He said, man. One of the guys talking about how he's flamboyant and flashy and people don't like him and this and that. And people say he, he fights boring and this and that, this and that. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather said, you know what? He said, man, with me, all publicity is good publicity. He said, because, A, people pay to see me win. He said, people pay to see me lose. Mm. But he said, at the end of the day, people going to pay me because I'm Monty Mayweather. There it is. There it is, bro. <laughs> hey, you said it. You said it. He did say that too. He definitely yep. said that. What am I? Go. Okay, there we go. I just, oh man, I'm trying to get my screen right. All right, sorry. <laughs> All this new technology. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. But you're absolutely right, man. Bruh. If they want to follow you on social media, where can they find you, bro? Man, I don't even need y'all finding me right now, man. I got man. I got. I got to take a break from now. Just message y'all. Hey, man, Shakim, I'm in. I can't. I got like five pages, man. I always get like shut down for some reason. I got Shaquem Ahmed Arquette. I got Shaquem Arquette. I got Jonathan Thrower. I got all kinds of stuff, man. One of them, you can find him. One of them, you can find him. And that's my guy. That's my guy, guys. Shout out to Shaquem. Shout out to the work that you guys are doing, man. And just, again, I want to say before I even, before I even start my clothes, I just want to congratulate you guys on the work that you're doing. Um, the, the North Charleston and the surrounding areas is definitely a better place because you guys are doing the work that you're doing in it. And I want to right. continually encourage you guys to keep that work going because without y'all, 
who gonna do it? Right? Who yep. gonna do it? So I want to thank you with okay. that. And with that, yes, sir. Hi, family. Hold on one second. Let me do my clothes, oh. bro. Don't get off. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> All right. Let me do my clothes. All right. Thank you guys so much right. for watching this week. Reminded that the show is now every week on Wednesday night from at 7 p.m. Every seven every week, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. I interview my local celebrities. Um I am not doing my Sunday night shows for now until I finish grad school and then I get back to those. Um, next week, my local celebrity spotlight will shine on Jordan Jackson, local entrepreneur, actually the, the young man who set the record for the youngest person to, to own a, a business in Norfolk's Mall. Shout out to him. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to speaking to him and his mother, uh, Miss Keisha Smith, next week. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shined on, reach out to me at the, on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. If you join, uh, jeez, did I put my? I'm slipping. <laughs> um, this and all my shows is uh, this and all my shows in addition to the Car Chronicle series is now available for your listening pleasure via Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and any place you can find podcasts. You can also find it on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. If you'd like to be made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please make sure to click the follow or subscribe tab on the page so that you can so, and turn on your notifications so that you'll know when something new is posted to the page. In the meantime, please follow me to stay up to date with what's going on with Real Talk Rajan on social media. Go to any site, type in Real Talk Rajan, and I will pop up. If I'm not popping up now, I will never, ever pop up there. Feel free to leave comments, questions, or whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section. I love reading your messages even and getting your feedback, even if it's negative. If you watch a show and you're like, hey, Rajan, I watched it. I loved it. Let me know why. If you watch it and you say, hey, Rajan, I watched the show and I hate it. Let me know why. Why? Because I do not be, I do not wish to be told how great I am. I wish to become the great as I possibly can be. And that only happens with honest opinions. Um, I'm also accepting uh, invitations and speaking engagements and event hosting opportunities. If you would like for me to speak at or host your event, you can request me via my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. Always remember that God is with every God is everything, and without Him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Thank you, brother, for joining me. Thank you all for watching me. And that's real talk. I will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.